This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 41. Coming up, we discuss plant-based meats. It seems like they're everywhere now. What are they, and how healthy are they for all of us? Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping all of us navigate uh, through life and improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we'll sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. We'll dive into topics that cover nutrition and fitness and a whole lot more. And in this episode, we're talking about uh, plant-based meats. How healthy are they for us? Because they seem in many circles now to be all the rage and they're gaining a lot of interest. I don't know about popularity yet, but certainly a lot of interest. With me is registered dietitian and certified health coach, Grace DeRocha, who's back. Uh, she is not only an expert in all things nutrition, but is here to help us navigate this idea of, you know, something you would think by default is good for us, and we don't know what we don't know. So That's we're going true. to turn to you and ask in just a minute. <laughs> Brandon Burbank is here. He's the producer of this podcast on a regular routine basis. Actually, even while he's here in the studio, he's producing. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You're a multitasker. Hey. And you would consider yourself you consider yourself a vegetarian? Yeah, I mean, I would just say meatless. I've been meatless okay. for about two and a half years now. Yeah. yeah, and what is the difference in that connotation? Like, why would you pause if I say vegetarian? What would be the difference in your mind? Uh, I mean, so between, like, vegetarian and vegan, I think vegetarian still has some animal products, and then vegan okay. completely swear off animal Oh, I products. see, okay. Yeah, so yeah we, and there's other ways, like, you can, there's, like, ovo-lacto-vegetarians. Yeah, there's it gets... There's pescatarians who have fish. Fish, yeah. There's flexitarians. I mean, there's so many, like, different names to categorize where you are in that spectrum of what food you enjoy. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. So, you know, we're hearing about the name brands, Impossible Meat, Beyond Burger. Both of those companies went public on the New York Stock Exchange. They were kind of like the rage at the beginning, and now their stocks have come back. As they're all trying to find their way, how to market their brand and their product. But, you know, Brandon, you've been part of this for a while. There, there are a lot of other products that have been out there for a lo long time that are plant-based that you maybe know names of that are not new. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially like plant-based burgers or just vegetarian burgers. Mm -hmm. I feel like those have been around since the 80s. Black so, bean burger, yeah. falafel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boca, tofurkey, um, those kind of things. Wait a minute, because yeah. I love this He's word. wanted to say that. Tofurkey. Yeah. What is tofurkey? Uh, I mean, essentially, it's a brand name, but I think they have a lot of different things. Like, I know they have sausages and stuff like that. Like, it's a plant-based meat that's more, I guess, has more vital wheat gluten, I guess you could say. And it looks like, like a turkey roll, a meat roll. Yeah, you know, Or yeah. a turkey turkey sausages of some kind, Yeah, right? definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they make a few different things, and, like, the base of them is a soy-based product. Okay. So, we've talked about in the past, Grace, this idea of processing. And when you start telling me that you're going to take soy and it's not really going to just be something I'm getting in my Thai food, right? I'm not just getting tofu. You've got to do a lot of something, something to turn that into meat, something yeah. that looks like a burger, right? So There's some abracadabra yeah. action happening. You know, and we've talked about processed food. So it's funny because these plant-based meats mm -hmm. are processed. I mean, ultra-processed essentially because of what? They're going through to become a burger or mm -hmm. a chicken nugget that doesn't have chicken, you know, or so something that looks like fish. I mean, yeah. it really, it's kind of across yeah. the board now, right? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Are you going out of your way, Brandon, in your walk of life to find foods that are going to trick your eye and your palate, or are you still trying to eat as much as you can, like farm-to-table veggies? I try and do as much whole foods, because I know I hear Grace on the episodes all the time always saying, like, whole foods, whole foods, whole foods. So I definitely try and subscribe to that more. But I do keep my ear to the ground and kind of see what new stuff is coming out. So if there is a new product that comes out, I'll definitely give it a go just to see what it tastes like. Because I think the biggest thing is that it's not so much that these things are catered towards vegetarians or vegans. I think it's more towards people that are already eating meat. And I think that that's the kind of shift that, in my opinion, I think that's the shift that's kind of happening. And that's also multi-pronged because there's the environmental angle, right, that you hear so much about. Uh, And then I'm I'm out hiking with my son over the weekend, and I hear him say, you know, Dad, there's a study about how we should eat more crickets because by the pound there's more protein and less impact in the environment. I'm thinking, it's a book. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so much, you know, you can really get wacky about. And I know there's a study for everything. Is that Matt? It was mad. Yeah. <laughs> but when, you, when you've when you eaten some of the stuff, do you have favorites? Like, you don't have to name the brands, but are there products that you say, man, that really tricks your palate and that, is, that stuff is awesome? I mean, the main one that tricked my palate was Impossible. I'll just say their brand name okay. but, because that's one of the bigger brand names out there now. But I think that was the one that made me go, did they mix up my order? And But I also think that, you know, most people that haven't eaten meat in a while, like, they could swear by some of these things that it tastes just like meat. But I mm-hmm. think also when you stop eating meat for a while, it's one of the things where you kind of, I feel like I've forgotten how meat tastes after a while. So I think in that aspect, like I'm telling my brain like, oh yeah, no, that's that's it. What drove you to stop eating meat? Uh, my girlfriend went vegan about three years ago. So mm-hmm. I just did it out of support and curiosity, really. That's okay. where I came from. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was actually vegetarian for like over a year in college. That was a long time ago now. <laughs> But it's funny because you mentioned, like, there's so many more products out today that were never, I mean, Soy-based hot dogs, you can get uh, bacon that's made out of tofu, right? Yeah, there was, oh God, I'm aging myself so badly. But there was none of that when I was in college and I was Mm -hmm. a vegetarian. So it's interesting to see how that's changed and the growth of the industry for a variety of reasons. So I'm interested to see how it plays out. I definitely have my own opinions on it as a dietitian or as just a human being. <laughs> well, so we're driving around and we look up on a sign now, fast food restaurants. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Impossible Burger seems to be the one that's caught attention, but eventually I'm sure there'll be other alternatives, including Beyond Meat. I see that up on the sign and I'm tempted to think, okay, I'm hungry. It's time for lunch. I didn't really bring anything. I'm on the go. Should that be a choice over a regular burger? Am I really helping myself? I guess is the question. Okay, so we have hours. Here we go, go ahead. Here yeah. we go. So here's my the thing in general. Yeah. When you break down nutritionally the content of a burger versus a plant based meat burger, mm-hmm. it's pretty equal in the respect of the macronutrient breakdown and like the things in it. But don't you think they did that on purpose so that when I compare ground chuck to Impossible Beef, I'm going look at the protein, even the fat content, the portion size. It's there because they made it. Similar. I feel like to an extent, but I feel, and probably as a dietitian or as someone who thinks to myself, I'm going to have a plant-based meat, mm-hmm. that you would think it would be a healthier alternative, which it is to a certain degree. Right. You know, and we can talk about pros and cons of that later, but the saturated fat is equal, if not higher in certain products, depending on how big your burger is. Mm-hmm. The sodium content is higher, but then there's good things. There's fiber. There's now you're having more plants. 
right. in your diet. So, you know, you're for. pointing out something I find very intriguing, which is the idea that whether it's the sodium, the salt they're putting into this, or if you put this on a Whopper and you lather it up with mayo and tomato and the whole thing and it's good enough, you can probably trick my palate. If you season it like... Mm-hmm. Taco Bell meat, and you add enough stuff. To be fair, I don't know if I wouldn't mind having it, and I think that to some extent that's their goal, to trick the palate. But we sure are adding a lot of stuff yeah. to kind of trick us. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting about it, too, is just the science that goes into it. Right. Like, the way they break it down. I mean, they're chemists and stuff like that, like, breaking <laughs> yeah. this stuff down to figure out how meat smells, how it tastes, and then, The you know, mouthfeel, the texture, the, yeah. How it sizzles when you put it in your pan yeah. at home, right? right? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it going to be, like, a charbroiled burger at Burger King? Right. Right. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they broke it down to the point where I think they found some, it's something called heme. That's the... Soy-based. Yeah. It's, most people think heme is iron when you're talking about your blood. I have read that, yeah. Yeah, so heme is another word for iron, but heme in this respect, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, it's uh, it's comes from um, myoglobin from what I read, and that's the part that's supposed to be the element that makes these plant-based meats taste like meat and act like meat. Yeah. So that's an irony in this whole process is you kind of set it off the top, Brandon, this idea that you're trying to eat as whole as you can, whole foods as you can, and yet oftentimes the alternatives we're being faced with are highly processed. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to expand. So heme, just like to be super clear. So heme is another word for saying iron, but like in the respect of making, so heme is an impossible burgers. It's a molecule found in the root of soy plants that helps kind of release the bleed in the Oh, interesting. Burger. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. not like beet juice dyed or something in the middle? That's, that's so, so, some, that, yeah. So some of it is the heme okay. and the other part is the beet juice for wow. the color. Yeah. So it they figured out how to trigger that. Mm-hmm. And I've also noticed, and this is from a previous episode with Grace, and we've talked about this off mic, that the kind of fat that they're adding... For various reasons, the sizzle, the taste to your palate, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get, how does your palate get satiated after you eat it? All that stuff. You've told us in the past, Grace, that a good fat versus bad fat. One of the tests is if you keep fat out during the day, right on the kitchen counter, if it stays hard like coconut oil, yes, may not be the best one to use. Yeah, long right? term. Long yes. term, right? If you're not just doing it in spurts, which you right. can do anything. I find it interesting that that's kind of where they're going to create this eight or nine grams of saturated fat. So you're taking yeah. all the good plant stuff again and you're adding something in there to make me, oh, yeah, that's really good fake ice cream. Or now that's a really good fake burger. Coconut oil and cocoa butter are hard at room temperature. Right. They help the burger form. For binding. For binding purposes. Mm-hmm. And they look like marbling. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So when you see, if you saw like the raw. Yeah. See, I've never seen it. I've just eaten one. (laughs) You would see like there looks like there's marbling in it. I see. And it's from that. And again, just so we're clear, like I'm not saying that you can't have some once in a while. Yeah. But like if you are really watching your heart health for whatever reasons, whether you have some uncontrollable risk factors, whether you have some controllable risk factors that now you're trying to change, Mm -hmm. like you have to be smart about some of the decisions you make. So as you now step into this world, so you, you first of all, you appreciate it. Yeah, right? yeah It's something sure. that, that appeals to you. Are you going out of your way to get these products more now? Or is it just still growing even for you, someone who's in tune with it? I'll try it out every once in a while. I try my best to, you know, stick with the Whole Foods. Yeah. But there's, I, I think what's nice about these kind of products is that it gives 
vegetarians and vegans more options. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's really about. But at the same time, like Grace said, it's not something that you should be doing every day. Or it's something that I wouldn't want to be doing every day anyways. Yeah, and it's still, because it's still, for me, it still falls into that fast food category right. because of when you break it down and you're looking at the nutritional mm-hmm. value, mm-hmm. you're still felt like high sodium, higher fat. So I've had, I'll give you my experiences. I've had few, but a couple. One is I had an awesome, I mean killer burger at a restaurant. I think it was in Ferndale. Mm-hmm. Impossible burger, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it tricked me completely. It's got the pink in the middle. It, it was just so tasty and just well done. I've had another one, a burger, where I wouldn't say it crumbled, but it kind of broke off into sections. It was almost like a bad meatloaf with too much, you know, uh, yeah. breadcrumbs in it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it didn't bind well. Mm-hmm. It was still okay in taste. I've also asked at Qdoba to get a little sample and a cup of the crumbled meat that they're now using. It was good, yeah. but it was more like highly seasoned. Yes. And then I had the only really bad experience, and everybody should have one, you know. <laughs> it's all of our first world experiences. I go through a drive through Hey, I'd like one of those impossible sliders. Oh, that'll be seven minutes. Can you pull over and come in the store? And I'm like, no, this is America. We need it now. <laughs> so, it's you know, that's just the mindset. Well, right, right. I'm on the go, but I'm just joking about, right, you know, right, right. I, I don't know. That, that to me means you're not going to sell many. Yeah. And I know it's just the beginning. So overall, I would say for somebody who's not going out of their way, I'm just trying to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, so good. I'm waiting as a non-vegetarian, but somebody who leans veggie, I'm waiting for the blend. I'm waiting for the taco meat with plant, blend it with a little something, like take some Diet Coke and add a little shot of regular and it tastes better. You know what it's I mean? Fun. It's funny that you say that because like when I'm cooking at home, if I'm making chili, sometimes I'll use soy crumble with some turkey. Oh, interesting. So, so see, that, yeah, that's what so I that's mean. Real, that's like, a good that's idea. That's my real life. Yeah. So I do that in spaghetti sauce because I feel like the crumbles can trick my family a little bit more and when I mm-hmm. mix it. Mm-hmm. And like I think I've talked about that even with like spaghetti squash. I'll get spaghetti squash and yes. like whole wheat pasta super thin yeah. angel hair and I'll mix it so that everyone's so everyone's the kids are happy. Tom's happy. I gave them some vegetables with their pasta. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like finding that happy medium in there. Well and I think it's interesting too because impossible uses a soy base. And then beyond uses a few different proteins, pea, rice, and mung bean protein. Mm -hmm. So they're different protein sources, both vegan, both plant-based. But I hear more, it's not a bash on beyond, but I hear more often than not from most people that they like Impossible Burgers better. Have you tried both? I have tried both. Yeah? And what's your Brandon and I talked about this. I, I think it tastes enough like it. I don't like my mouth feel and I think it's probably like the coconut oil or the cocoa butter staying on my tongue and like in my mouth. So it's got an aftertaste? Or is <sighs> it just like you? A taste. Yeah. It's probably just me. Yeah. But and I would just rather you know have a falafel. <laughs> so if you for both of you so your palates are attuned to all kinds of things, you know, if you had the chance to get the black bean burger, impossible, the beyond meat falafel, what would you choose if you're on the run, like right now? Would you have any and all of those? On the run, I would probably go falafel or black bean just because of just trying to like pace out my week. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a comfort food mood, then I would probably go like yeah. impossible. Because, yeah, yeah. because it still falls into that fast food range. And yeah, me too. I love falafel. So I love chickpea, everything. Oh, yeah. For life. You can't go wrong. Hummus. Yeah. Chickpea. Yeah. I'll eat a can of chickpeas. Right and a little now. tahini and some pickles in there. <laughs> yeah. And oh, man, I'm, Sign me that, up. Yeah, I'm good for life. <laughs> yeah. And a piece of pita bread. Of course, I know you're getting that. So, Brandon, talk about this idea of 
the other stuff that's added in. So you're a vegetarian. Are you worried? And I know it's the context is you, but are you worried about the sodium? Are you worried about the fat content? Or are you just really thinking, well, it's plant and it tastes good. I'm going for it. Well, when I first started it, I was using more of the like frozen plant-based alternatives. At home. Yeah. 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 So like Grace said, like if I was making chili or spaghetti, I would use the crumbles. And then I started paying attention to how much sodium in it. And I was like, ah, no, I can't keep doing this because I feel like it's just as bad Mm -hmm. uh, of getting takeout with getting these ultra processed foods. Mm -hmm. So from there, I try and find other resources. Like instead of doing this TVP or textured vegetable protein, Mm -hmm. I would do lentils instead. So Mm -hmm. if I was doing like Mm -hmm. something to mimic hamburger meat, I would do lentils. So like if I'm doing taco meat, I would do lentil meat or or quote unquote lentil meat, that kind of stuff. So let's go over a list of good and bad as we just kind of do a broad brush of these products because I know, again, they're individual. Let's talk about the good, Grace. What would be in the list of some of the good things about these foods? So because of the plant base and no animal products, Mm -hmm. they have no cholesterol. The only foods that have cholesterol are something that has any kind of animal product in it. So that's a good thing. However, well, I'll get to the bad in a second. So less worry about food poisoning. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with meats, we have to cook it to a certain temperature and make sure it stays at that temperature. So a little bit less worry about the potential for food poisoning or undercooked things. Can I stop you there a minute? Sure. Is it just me or I'm looking at this wondering about the fast food restaurant industry and wondering if this isn't a major test for them for maybe that very reason. The kind of patties, the foodborne illness, the freezing of meat, the transportation of meat, if they could figure out something that's plant-based that can trick our palate enough, I think you'd see the whole industry change kind of fast if they push it hard enough because for them, moving, doing, cooking, robots eventually doing it, it just seems to me like... From a business standpoint, it may make perfect sense but for the drive But still food. have to be at a certain temperature so you don't get foodborne okay. illness. Okay, right. yeah. So, but then, yeah, but then there's less risk of that cooking temp to yeah. make sure it's at that Okay, sorry, I digress. <laughs> no, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So there's many options for GMO or gluten-free mm. as well mm. as you're kind of playing into this. Right. So you want to check that label. And just Are any sure. of these truly gluten-free? Any of the, do you know the impossible or be. beyond meat? Yeah. I'm trying to think offhand. Yeah, that's a very interesting a idea. Yeah. But it depends on some of the, some of those mixers, like okay. some of the additives and preservatives. Right. Or like, are they using soy at all to make it salty to or, add? You or know, just throwing in gluten. It's still yeah. vegetarian. Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. Right. More fiber. That's a big one. So the average American is getting like 10 to 15 grams of fiber a day, and we should be getting 25 to 40. Oh, okay. So this is going to give you a kick fiber mm-hmm. kick. Mm-hmm. And then the positive impact on the environment. That's real. There's a lot. So you hear this list of good things. Are they appealing to you, Brandon? Do you feel like some of these are leading you toward eating more of this stuff? I still stand by treating it the same as like fast food is fast food type, okay. of, type of mindset. Yeah, And it's one of those things where like even if people are being told to eat like less red meat, like that's kind of where my mindset is like these ultra processed foods are like my red meats. Like I want to keep it to a limited consumption. Moderation. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But you know, there are a lot of people who are, they've kind of gone off of the standard or traditional routes for red meat mm-hmm. and they're getting grain fed beef that comes from somewhere. You can't get a lot of it, but if you're only having... I've learned this from Grace. If you're only getting a <laughs> deck of card size portion of protein anyway, yes. I mean, you know, you don't mind spending a little bit more, like some people pay for organic veggies. Right. 
you know, if you're bringing in your protein and it's, you know where it's coming from and you know it's good and it doesn't have hormones and all that. Yeah. I know people that are really finding a balance. Like me, I would say I lean veggie, but yet if I can get a good portion of fish or protein, I'm still okay. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have plant-based powered meals often. Yeah. This is kind of like my own thing, but usually once a day is probably a vegetarian meal, mm. if not twice. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it depends. And what about, so let's go to the bad side because I have a okay. question about this, which I think is uh, maybe just uh, for the guys, but go ahead. What are the bad, some of the bad that we have to worry Sodium. About? Yeah. Sodium's high, usually even higher because they're trying to flavor it to give you that I'm a burger. Well, sugar and salt. I'm, yeah. Just, uh, you, mm-hmm. you add enough to sugar, certain... Sugar, salt, pro- and fat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I'm a chicken nugget. Isn't it used to like preserve it too? Yes. Yeah. So sodium is definitely a preservative, an additive. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, for flavor. So double whammy. Most people think that it has less saturated fat. doesn't necessarily. It's ultra processed. I've kind of touched on all these things. And the caloric, calorie, energy intake. Yeah. Is the same. It's the same. It really is. So it really is kind of designed to compete head to head with that portion of mm -hmm. meat burger. I think being vegan or vegetarian is is buzzworthy. And I think it can be healthier. I think it's tricky. I think it's a slippery slope with diving into this fully. So just a few things to kind of think about. I think my my personal view is that once we get enough of this stuff to kind of inundate us so it's becoming more normal, whatever that means, Mm -hmm. we're going to reach a hump here, kind of a bulge in the python where you'll start to see low-sodium versions of Impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just coming, where yeah. if it's not gluten-free already, they'll have like that lower step. fat, yes. lower sodium. Yes, but they yeah. have to get us used to it the somehow. The light version. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's so real. you're leaning vegetarian, and I, I want to ask Grace to help us understand this. I hear all the time, and I see studies, and there's studies on everything, yes. right? Too much soy product for males can mess with the hormones, mm-hmm. and my voice is going to go. You know what I mean? Is yeah. it going to cause us grief because, not because we go out for sushi and we eat edamame. I don't mean because you just goof around. If you're getting all this soy in your diet, are you concerned as a dietitian for male or females that there's an issue with too much? This is what I usually tell people. If you have increased risk, especially for breast cancer, because we know there's research proven that there is some... Um, so soy can yeah, build yeah. extra estrogen in the body. But most soy, especially in this country, is pretty clean. Even if you're, if you're a person eating, drinking soy milk with your cereal and you're eating soy-based burgers, I mean, if you really have right. reached if the tipping like, point and you've yeah. gone over. If you're vegan, let's yeah, say, and right. everything is a soy-based. Same thing as I would say with anything is like in moderation. Okay. But then also, this is also another thing that I tell people is like, going to the doctor regularly, knowing what your levels are so that if you're making changes to your diet, like I'm going to be a vegetarian now and I'm like, talk to your doctor about it. I'm going to have more soy based things and then let him or her test you regularly to to see if some of those levels are changing. For hormonal hormonal, tests? Yeah. mm -hmm. Interesting. Hormonal levels are changing your body. Do you ever think of it? I mean, as a guy, are you ever, and you know, thinking, well, I don't know, I want to work out. Am I going to build muscle or will it have any impact on it? Yeah. I mean, in terms of just like building muscle and stuff like that too, I've, I've had an interest in that and seeing if I could, you know, make that happen with just a, you know, plant-based or vegetarian yeah. diet. And with tofu, like I know tofu has a higher protein content, but it has less carbs. So I always mm-hmm. hear, you know, you should, you know, not have as much carbs when you're trying to bulk right. up and stuff right. like that too. So I think to, you know, your point, you know, talking about like, you know, is how many servings is too much, but to your point, you know, you have to talk to your doctor and kind of figure that out. 
Yeah. Well, and also there's so many other, you know, there's pea proteins, there's rice proteins, mm-hmm. there's mung beans. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I grew mm-hmm. up on mung beans. But there's different bean proteins that you can kind of mix into this process. You know, lentils, yeah. black beans. Chickpeas. I think you're right. And I think that up until now, and maybe in recent years, there were so many other products that if you were to look at them, you'd see soy. Mm-hmm. Right, it's put in it in yeah. salad soy dressing, soy, soy, yeah, oils, whatever it is. Yeah. You're seeing soy so much, and I get why it's easier to harvest, whatever. But I just wonder if overall, are, are you seeing any reason that we need to be concerned? I guess moderation is the word that I get. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I think it's really no better, do better. So no, if you are going to start making changes, yeah. and go more plant based, right? And you know, in that process, you you know maybe you don't have soy milk and you have almond milk. So mm-hmm. If you're going to have more soy mm-hmm. protein product, you know, play with that, but then also be in the know. Ask your doctor, what are my numbers and levels NAR? Now, are they in a good range? And then as you go three, six months, three months, six months, a year down the road, have them check again. Have them look at it to make sure. Yeah. Brandon, is there any product, any kind of food that you're hoping some guy who's the mad scientist is going to figure out that hasn't yet that would appeal to you as a vegetarian? Or you lean veggie? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I, I think to, you know, I think Grace and I may have talked about this. Just calling it what it is, what it is, like whether it's tofu, tempeh, like mm-hmm. just having that and just it being the center stage. Because I think it's really interesting what they are doing in these labs because they're trying to, you know, figure out how to mimic bacon. They're trying to figure right. out how to mimic steak and yeah, stuff like that. they want it to sizzle. They yeah. want it to be crunchy. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's really interesting. Like, I know just recently... The company just released uh, an egg byproduct mm-hmm. that cooks just like an egg, but I think they put like what is it like uh, the salts like has like some kind of like sulfur, so yeah. it, it mimics that smell. Yeah. So I think the sky's the limit in terms of what they're gonna. So you know, this bring isn't out. like egg beaters. You mean this is actually a veggie based product that mimics egg? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. I think they use mung bean for it. Yeah, and oftentimes like that would be, I would say, I don't like them as an egg. But like to use it as a binder when you're baking, if you're oh, making yeah. something vegan yeah. or vegetarian, it definitely does that. Or like if you were making your tofurky impossible meatloaf and you wanted a binder, you could use that. I personally don't like, sorry, I personally don't like them as eggs. Like I love mung beans. And I but to your bean. point, if I'm going to make me and, and grandkids uh, French toast, yeah. maybe that's the stuff I should use to get it wet and put it in the pan and I'm all set, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, they, they have talked about that. Yeah, they have been called the most pure food. I'm not sure that's actually true, but yeah, there are a lot of people who just think they're the I best. Mean, in your brother's, in your oh, brother's yeah. farm, th- those eggs for sure. But. Oh yeah, from the, those eggs up in Tustin, they don't. You can hardly crack them open, right? <laughs> I mean, the eggs are so hard. To, uh, the shells, rather. So tofu tempeh, if you. In a good way, if you lather some of that up, even for the rest of us who are trying to get hooked on this, if you put tofu in my Thai food with coconut milk, I'm just saying, yeah, it's it's just the best. It's I don't need any all, yeah. meat at all. Yeah, I love yeah. tofu. So, and what about nuts? Let's be nuts for nuts. Are they? Um, nuts. Yeah. Talk about a complete food. So nuts have complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. They have fiber. They have protein, and they have some heart healthy fat. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Are you adding nuts to your daily diet, like a trail yeah. mix or anything that you're doing? Yeah, I try and do a blend of pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, almond, that kind of thing, just a quick on the go. Yeah. yeah. I was driving back from, well, my brother's place up north. That's one of the reasons I go up north. So I'm coming back and we do the let's get gas and 
all that thing, and I walk in. It's hard to find nuts and seeds that don't have, they have lightly salted. Mm -hmm. So you either have to go for the trail mix, which has got a ton of sugar and the dried cranberries and raisins. That's okay. I know, I know. It's just that I wish they would offer the raw Raw. Mm -hmm. version because I think there are enough of us now on the roads where we wouldn't mind. Yes. You know, I mean, they already cost 60 bucks for a little bag at the, you know. That's how I feel like. If you are going to buy them, like buy raw, and then you can do what you need. Bag to Bag it yourself, yeah. 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 Or like you can, if you want a little bit of salt, then but then you control it. You're talking to a guy. I, no. I there's no way I'm bagging. <laughs> I'm not going Whole Foods. I'm before I leave on the trip. It would be a great and brilliant thought. I just thought call, of it. I'm going to call Susan. I just thought of it in the car on the way home. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say I would just like in terms of like the almond, like the raw or roasted. Like I found roasted that's unsalted, and I just. Mm-hmm ecstatic about it because it's one yeah. less step. And that's what I always yeah. use for like whenever I make energy bites or anything, I always use like raw. Yeah. Bites. All right. And then what about, what is wheat meat? What is that? Say you know? Satan. Yeah, satan. Yeah. So if you have celiac or gluten intolerance, you cannot have this because it's basically gluten removed from It's like all gluten, starch. right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a big pile yeah. of gluten because gluten is wheat protein. Okay. So when someone has a food allergy, and I know I've talked about this before, people are allergic to the protein of Whatever. Okay. So when people have a gluten intolerance or a gluten allergy or they have celiac, they cannot enjoy the protein found in wheat, rye, or barley. So what this is is extracting it and using it. So it's similar to tofu-ish. I don't know. It's not my favorite taste. So we don't call it Satan. We call it Satan. Yeah. 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 It, it's kind of like in its purest form, I guess. It's like flour almost. And yeah. you, the way you make it, it's like kneading dough. Okay. And then once you have that dough done, you either, I think you, you steam like, it. it. You yeah. can steam it. Yeah. It, it can be like. And why like, would I? Like what am I, what's the end of the, is it, am I making a dumpling? Am I making a version of mashed potatoes? It can be or? like tofu. So you can. Oh, okay. Oh, you yeah. can cut it yeah. up into portions. Then. Yeah. yeah. And you can make it into like a. Uh, like a sausage or some kind of fake meat, some faux meat. Interesting. Yeah. favorite. Yeah. No? Have you had it? I have. I've made it before, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. did you do, you do like with it? it? I made it into um, sausages, mm-hmm. and I it was I did it's it once. It is a lot of work, but I feel like it's, again, it's one of those things where you have to put so much sodium and, yeah. and flavoring into it to make it taste like something. Because yeah, otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> yeah. Most of these don't. Like, I mean, like tofu doesn't like taste the... like anything unless you either marinate it a certain sure. way or just, you know, add yeah. cer- certain yeah. seasonings to it. Like tofu is one of my favorite things. I, I put it in, in our smoothies as a protein kick. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And no one, no one knows. Like the silken. Sorry, Tommy and Kalea. Well, you know, this is a good, uh, uh, it's even more than a broad brush. It's really a good education about this stuff that's coming at us kind of like a freight train. I mean, yeah. it's really moving everywhere you go now. You're seeing it on signs at fast food restaurants. So, yeah. well, Brandon Burbank, it's good to get the producer in here. Be I nice know, to him. Right. Because he's the one who can just go, yeah. and the show ends. Well, and he can make us sound terrible yeah. or wonderful. Why would he? Brad, it's good to have you Thank on you. this side of the glass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a pleasure. And Grace, always nice to hang out with you and learn. You know, Grace has forgotten more about this stuff than we know. It's just good to have her here. <laughs> uh, if you like our podcast, uh, we want to encourage you to keep listening. Go back and listen to some of the other great episodes we have. You can check it out, a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Jump online. You can check us out at a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also get new episodes for your smartphone, tablet. If you're out there, you're going for a jog, you're walking, you can listen to episodes because you can catch a lot of wisdom from so many of the experts we've had. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Take care of yourself.